0: Another fucked up day in paradise. Okay. Get out of there! No, no. Here we are. Yes, here we are again. It's time for another podcast. Podcast. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, this is interesting for me because. I'm at the, I'm at the edge, I'm at the edge of my horizon, at the edge of my frontier. And being at the edge of my frontier means that uh, things are um, fluid, changing inside of me. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually coming up against some anger and frustration and sorrow. But overall, overall, I feel pretty good, and I I understand that I understand that this is a process of 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 unfolding of blooming. It's not not uh, yeah. It's it's helping me to see that there's more there's more of me, and my desires are bigger. You know, when you I guess when desires have been held back for a long time there is some stuff associated with then realizing those desires and um it's it's a it's interesting Mm. it's it's being being in that process being like okay i have held back on these things for such a long time and now i'm allowing them and i definitely feel very excited about where i'm at right now and and i also feel this surge this surge of conflicting emotions also that rises up, Uh, it's funny, like not only anger and frustration or fear, fear is not so much, maybe a little bit of fear, frustration, anger, um, yeah, these emotions are coming up as I get closer and closer to uh, realizing the completion of this movie and so much else that goes along with it, just so many other bloomings of who I am that I've wanted for so long and and have held myself back on in various ways. So it's it's part of the process uh, to to feel some intensity, and it's interesting too because. I think what I'm pretty clear about is that every little chunk of intensity is birthing something really, really great. And if I ask someone to to uh, get together with me on something and I'm excited about that idea, but they're not, it's like, okay, what does that, what, what mileage can I get out of that? Um, I could just, you know, it might not be that important to me, but let's say it was important to me and they are, and it's not important to them. Then I can be like, okay, well, this now puts me in another place. And that place is, well, well, what does this person's disinterest or refusal to be part of my adventure, to be on this adventure with me, what does that do for me? Is there is there even more motivation? Is there even more excitement bundled into that refusal? Maybe. And actually the answer is yeah. Cause that's what I'm discovering. I'm discovering that the more I bump into stuff that used to feel like, um, frustration or, or disappointment, the more I'm noticing that, those are gateways into more energy. And and that's an amazing, that's an amazing perception because it used to be like, oh, something sucks. And then, you, you know, I might dwell on it or churn it. And now I'm like, okay, something sucks. What, what is the cool thing that that's pointing towards? I'm on my little bouncing machine here. I probably should keep it at a low pace here, but whatever. Um, so if you're hearing this whirring noise and seeing me bounce, it's cause I'm on my mobile bouncing machine. I'm at my workstation right now. This is the place I do. Um, I, I do the movie making. This is the final step back on the screen. Well, not the final step, but a pretty important step, geeking out with computers and after effects and Premiere. used to be final cut. For Apple, lost their minds, Um, yeah. And staring into, staring into this incredible tunnel of color and shape, and and bringing forth my vision. (laughs) Well, let's start this podcast. Here we go. Uh, I'll. Run through a little bit of it, and then maybe I'll go let the cat in, who I, who I was, oh, I'm punishing right now because I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still a little bit. Well, okay, I'll go let the cat in right now. Okay, fine, right now. Here I go. If he wants to come in, after I mistreated him. I know I yelled at you, made you feel bad. It's okay. Okay. Well, come in here. Say hi right, everybody. Okay, here he is, Mr. Criminal. Mr. Look at those ears back. Uh, he's just trying to get his ball. That's all. His golf ball. That's that's the thing. He was going back behind the computers because he's looking for his golf ball, and I was a little, I'm a little perturbed when he goes back there because of all the cables, the mission critical infrastructure that's back there, and I'm just trying to teach him don't go fucking back there. Okay, it's just not a part of your territory that you get to explore. You can put them up here but then we have to like poke at him with, with a, with a hemp stick. Okay. You go down and we'll see if you can behave yourself. All right. So here we go. Let's do a podcast. I can see you all. Every one of you, gorgeous beings. I can see you, feel you. I'm all up in your stuff. This morning, tonight, because I'm riding the energy of completion. This is the Daughter of God cast season four choice, and this is episode one three two, Veronique. And uh, you'll might notice I'm reading again. I'm at I'm at a place of reading uh, because I'm going to read a lot to you tonight, actually, or today, tomorrow, whatever this time of day is. I believe it's um, I believe it's morning. Uh, but I wrote this last night, so it's kind of like kind of kind of get a little mixed up. Uh, uh, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm zipping off this episode because I have, a, have done a lot of writing about the movie on Y.movie, and I'm going to read you some of that. But let's, let's just go forward with my little script here. I'll keep reading to you. Are, are we done? Hell no. If we were done, would I be podcasting? Would I be coming to you with exciting news about the process? <laughs> about emergent excellence? no. Being done means this unfolding adventure that we are sharing would be over. Over. Um, So thank heaven, there's plenty more coming up. It's not over yet. Uh, And what a terrible time to be done anyway, just when things are starting to get really, really uh, interesting. Really, really interesting. Yes, they are. In this episode, we're going to read some excerpts from Y.movie, as I just said, Uh, the Deep Development Archive for Daughter of God, Production Tool, Vital Talisman, Taliswoman of Manifestation. Tonight, a bit of today, this morning, (laughs) a bit of curation. If my antics amuse or my beauty beguiles, by all means, watch. Otherwise, close your eyes. Wait, wait. Park your car first if you're driving on a quiet back street or a lot. If you're listening in March of 2019 somewhere wintry, like where I live, then leave your engine running to stay warm and tilt your seat back. Oh, yeah, there you go. Close your eyes. We're on we're embarking, we're embarking on an inner journey. Yes. Okay. Well, let's look at the first Link now, I'm gonna be more leaning back in your seat, closed eyes voice. Let's go there. Think. oh, is it working? Is it gonna work? Maybe, maybe it will. Look, we got a little problem here. Aw, oh, let's see, what is this? Um, I think I may actually have it here. This is, uh, oh, there it is. Okay, got it, got it, okay. Profound to me. That's all that profound has to be. I've been practicing the art of not giving a fuck what others might think or say about me. Not that anyone is saying anything other than wonderful things about me right at this moment. Perhaps in the past they did, and that might have mattered to me then, had I known. The question of whether anyone will diss me in the future is steadily leaking relevance. The point is to be focused on loveliness and yummies, fly around or above storms. Storms take us higher where the sun shines. I bring this up because I'm about to reveal unprecedented access to my inner experience and as i'm enjoying being uh me more and more being human generally deeply deeper sharing feels like a wonderful gift i'm able to give if however dan kelly is not your cup of tea by all means take your attention to where your joy is otherwise Here's the epiphany du jour. Since starting my movie making journey, I've been trying to leverage computers to track and organize all the components. I imagined some kind of friendly database that could handle different media and link back and forth between the chunks. WordPress seemed perfect and I was excited when I discovered how to install a private site on my laptop uh, years back. Y.movie is just the latest deployment of this deep development archive. And if this isn't making, this isn't ringing a bell to you, I'm actually reading right now from, I'm actually reading right now from Y.movie, which is the deep development archive created. It's sort of a, it's sort of a support site for dog.movie. And on Y.movie is everything pretty much that I've ever thought about this movie, Daughter of God. Uh, okay. Um, well, what's new today, tonight, this morning? What's new? Hot off the press. I am delighted to discover that Y.Movie isn't a stunt or a promotional gimmick. Sure, I thought making an open source movie might be an interesting quirk that could set Daughter of God apart, magnetize an audience, and encourage collaborators to get involved. Perhaps even add to the sum total of human knowledge. Well, this epiphany, today's epiphany, is way more important than building an audience, encouraging collaborators, or increasing human knowledge! Exclamation point. I've realized my original objective of managing a movie production that suits my style why.movie works. I feel way more effective, competent, able to flow right through whatever shows up. The details and intricacy, no, the details and intimacy, no, intricacy was right. The details and intricacy of the process are inspiring What what might have been termed complications complications isn't a bad thing but it's kind of got this negative thing about it it's complicated well yeah complication can be freaking a blast so instead of calling a complication and getting people confused and i'm not enjoying it i want to call it details and intricacy it's so good that that feels good the the, the very, yeah, I think you got what I'm trying to say here. There isn't someplace else that this movie is happening. It's all happening right here, y.movie, and right here just happens to be accessible to anyone with a web device. That's kind of mind-blowing. I think this epiphany was triggered by the imminent entry of dog into the super competitive Festival du Cannes. Dog is a work in progress. Can? 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 Competitive Festival du Cannes. I think it's Ken because it's got an E and then an S. Ken. Festival du Cannes. I'd like to say Festival du Cannes. There, that's probably right. Dog is a work in progress. So much is going to change between this meek, meek, this week and mid-May when con 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 <laughs> when con happens. This is the first feature I've written and directed. So here's an excerpt from a Y dot movie. Uh, what is this? It's uh, February 28th, 2019 iteration one work in progress quote. From the festival's perspective, they are likely reluctant to schedule a film that might not be ready in time for the festival, even even if the film was exemplary and the director had a history of completed movies. Filmmaking is notoriously unpredictable. Even on the eve of completion, a project can self-destruct. So the fact here that I've got this in-process film, that I'm sending to one of the most competitive film festivals on the planet. Uh, why, why does Daughter of God have anything more than a snowball's chance in hell? Well, how many movies have a weekly podcast documenting the the discovery of the creative process of my creative process of a new voice? This is a podcast about me finding my voice as an artist forget about weekly Why.movie movie offers hourly updates pretty much minute by minute often a window into the artist's very existence this is even if there isn't even if there wasn't a unique perhaps virtuosic post-apocalyptic romantic comedy feature The making is itself a phenomenon. I've never heard of anything like this before. It's not like I've been super deep into the film industry or traveling the world, asking about independent filmmaking, but I've kind of been around the block a little bit and I've never heard of anything like what I'm doing. Uh, and and the most important part is that the process isn't contrived at all. Ydot movie is a tool that I've designed, revised, and implemented over years. It's effective and fun. It's the real thing. It's what I'm actually using to make the movie. And and just to be a little bit more, uh, just to riff on this a little bit more, I've tried all kinds of tools. I've tried I've tried writing on paper and and journaling and we're processors and blah, blah, you know, what, even some projects, some actual project management software. I've tried lots of things and, and this, I have, I have created this. I've kind of taken WordPress and, and gone in a, sort of gone out of the box, the Mediatronic relief box. I've gone out of the box with WordPress and I've, I found, I've created this resource that is fundamental to what I'm doing. Uh, okay, so uh, that's, a little, that's a little snippet. That's, uh, you, can, you can read that whole thing. It's a little excerpt at, uh, the title of that is why.movie.dot. Um, D-O-T. Uh, and that's on why.movie. You can go to y.movie. H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash W-H-Y dot M-O-V-I-E and search around for Y-Y-D-O-T-M-O-V-I-E. <laughs> and you can read that yourself. Uh, let's go back. Let's, let's see what else, what else has been going on. What else have I been, write, been writing about? Now here's one. Here's a little something. So, Dominique uh, Janine Deckers. Wow, another, this is uh, March 4th, 2019. Wow, another synchronicity. I've been building a flashback rationale based on Christina's humming a few notes from Véronique, a misremembering of the tune Dominique, a song by Dominican nun Jeanine Deckers that topped the Billboard charts around the world in 1963 and 64. I was born in 1963. And this record of the singing nun was in the little cabinet where we kept the records. Uh, and when I learned to play records, I would I often played that. Uh, I was singing I was singing a so it got installed early in my brain. What is this song? Veronique, blah 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 blah. That's actually not Veronique is not right. We're gonna to get to that. Um, uh, 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 uh. I was singing, I was singing a snippet of this, on the big boat back in 2006 when we did primary shooting for Daughter of God, and Carmen, who played Christina, picked up on this tune as one of Christina's mantras. Uh, so I, I was, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna, can I use that as a sort of a transitional element? Um, and, 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 and I, I, you know, I started thinking about that, but you know, I was like, well, I kind of feel a need to do a little more research on this. So, so I had this urge to, to do a little more research yesterday, which was the third of March. And then this morning, again, the fourth of March and the lyrics, I, I think I did some research on this before, but for some reason, bam, bam, some, some stuff popped up that, that uh, wasn't there before. The lyrics speak of the wandering Saint Dominic, who lived simply, traveled, and joyfully did God's work. He con- he converted heretics. Uh, he speaks only of God and often experienced miracles. He was also a warrior. He fought the the uh, Al Albigensians. The Albigensians. Oh. Up. Um, I could throw the ball for the cat. I'll be right back. Let me go throw the ball for the cat. Come on, cat. We'll throw your ball for you. You know you're not supposed to be in there. I think you've learned your lesson. There you go. That's your ball. Maybe you'll come out and investigate it. Okay. Uh, So, he was also a warrior, he fought the Albigensians. And this refers to the Albigensian Crusade, where the Catholic Church uh, purged the groovy Cathars. So Dominique was basically a spook, a curious parallel to Uncle Joe as a wandering monk and Christina as a nun of his order. She is singing Véronique, a parody of Dominique. Was Veronique the founder of a secret Cathar order that survived the Pope's purge? Is Joe a Veroniquean initiate? A search for Cathar and Veronique turned up the troubadours and Mary Magdalene, the rumored wife of Jesus. Whoa, bit of a rabbit hole, what? Bit of a rabbit hole, what? Christina is collapsing quantum wave functions with each bubble she pops, negotiating navigating the multiverse that's cathar magic I, I don't know if you if you get what's going on here, but I'm actually adding to the story we're deepening the story <laughs> we're going we're going uh. Yeah, you know what? I have to. I'm I'm sending this film off to Ken very soon, very soon. And yet the story keeps happening. I can't help myself. There's more story. It just keeps showing up. And and when you get gifts like this, when gifts like this start showing up, it's like you know, da. Don't don't disregard these things. They're showing up. There's a it's a it's a little. It's clearly the universe flowing stuff to me. That's how it feels. See, the thing is like, like, you're like, oh man, what the hell are you talking about? Cathars and Mary Magdalene and blah, blah, blah. And fucking Dominic, Dominic. But it's how it feels. It's how it feels. If it feels good, then kind of important to pay attention to it. We're gonna get to this. And, and, maybe in a further future reading anyway let's just keep going I've got a little more stuff to get through here and it's fortunate because i'm not going to edit any of this i'm just going to post it and that's it and love it or leave it baby okay so um uh so here's here's the meaning of veronique from babynamewizard.com of debated origin and meaning some believe it to be derived from the lake us uh, or the late lake the late latin Veronica, the word or Vera, Veronica, yeah, I guess so. The word given to a piece of cloth or garment with a representation of the face of Christ on it. <laughs> Veronica is composed of the elements um, Verus, true, and Iconicus of or belonging to an image. Alternately, Veronica is thought to be a variant form of berenice, berenice, bringer of victory, or a derivative of the Greek bereniki, which is a variant of the older name Pherenike, a compound name composed from the elements pharin to bring, and nike, victory. The true image of Christ before Constantine and the Council of Nicaea obfuscated according to St. Veronique. That's me writing now. Sorry, we gotta stop there. This is the, this thing that I just said is not part of babynamewizard.com. The true image of Christ before Constantine and the Council of Nicaea obfuscated, according to St. Veronique. Ah, and so let's see here. So here is, um, here's a little something from the French Wikipedia for St. Veronique. Véronique, this is an English translation, I threw this through Google Translate. Uh, Véronique, Véron, or Bernice, is a character from the New Testament period whose history spreads between the 7th and 8th centuries. In its best-known version, it is a pious woman from Jerusalem who, moved by compassion when Jesus Christ carried her cross to Golgotha, her cross, whatever, his cross, gave him... Let's see I have to I'm going to kind of work this out here gave him his veil no gave yes there we go she gave him her veil so that he could wipe his forehead Jesus accepted and after using it returned it to her with the image of his face which had miraculously which had miraculously impressed itself on it hence the belief in the veil of veronica not to be confused with the Mandilian, uh the Mandelian, I'm not sure what that is, and even less with the Shroud, the Shroud of Turin, which also was laid on Christ's body and, and supposedly his face was, imp- was impressed upon that. And the Vatican has that someplace. Anyway, uh, still, still in the Wikipedia, the French translation, Roman Catholics celebrate St. Veronica on February 4th and the Orthodox on July 12th. So uh, today, the day I wrote this, is March 4th, by the way. Veronique could definitely have been a Cathar saint because she had Christ's true face or his true teaching. And uh, the Cathars were kind of a little variant of the Gnostics. So this kind of flips back to Graham Hancock and all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway, so my own experience of Veronique was the lovely 17-year-old Belgian woman, the daughter of my parents' business friends who stayed with my family in New Canaan when I was only 13, and we swam together, and she, she wore this bikini, and through which I could see her dark nipples. And I'm only 13, and that's like the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. It was an ecstatic vision. So there you go. It's all, it all comes together. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Okay. What else we got for you today? Huh? Huh? Uh, Let's go back, go back. What else? Well, let's go here in the next link. Let's talk a little bit about intuition. Intuition, shall we? Yes. Let's. Okay. So I'm not sure I'm not sure who first came up with the idea of modeling others' success. I I kind of vaguely remember Napoleon Hill, maybe, Um, Tony Robbins talks a lot about it, but this morning, oh by the way, this is March 2nd, we're going back in time, but this morning I now realize that this is not, not the most effective strategy. In the realm of conventional feature films or 80s pop music in the United States of America, it yields a uniformity that shades into mediocrity, for example. Uh, and I kind of riffed a little bit, I'm gonna skip a part here. I kind of riffed a little bit about health and how different, different strategies for health are different for different people, right? It's like this pill, is not necessarily going to be as effective for this person as it is for that person, right? Seems to make some sense. Uh, you know, it, it depends on the specific person's metabolism if we want to. Biochemistry, their' genetics. We want to be sciencey about it. All right Taking that more broad thinking about that more broadly, back to my my little writing here, we are all exploring unique territory, uncharted. That's what we're doing here on earth. There's no way to model success on an adventure, on an adventure, that has never been had before. So cultivating cultivating intuition, uh, trust in our own internal guidance. Warmer, getting warmer, getting warmer. Oh, hot, hot. That's kind of how intuition works, right? According to uh, Esther, Abraham Hicks, um, I've been discovering that the more I attend to the experiences in my body, the more aware I am of my emotions, the better I become at knowing what's perfect for me, whether it's food or physical practices, uh, Kriyas, movement, or even people. This trusting ourselves might seem daunting at first, unimaginable, I get it. Trusting ourselves over authority, over Scientific American, over the Mayo Clinic? Trusting our own guidance? I concede this is tricky. It was tricky for me. Almost everything presented to me as worthy and acceptable, has proved to be problematic. Let me say that again. Almost everything that I learned in school, that people told me, the advice I got about general received wisdom about life, pff, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> oh, let me put it this way. It's not wrong. It's just not necessarily ideal for me. All right, let me continue here. I could postulate like, okay, so all this, this stuff offered to me, it's all wrong. You know, well, I could postulate some top-down ignorance agenda foisted on all of us. But I, perhaps, perhaps there's an even easier, simpler explanation, which I've just alluded to. Perhaps we must discover what is unique to us by sorting and sifting what already exists. We collect the fragments, the hints, the fingers pointing in the general direction of our unprecedented quests. We don't even know what our quest is. We don't even even have a really clear idea. We just have to sort of figure out what it is by noticing what it's not, at first. (laughs) God, I hope that makes sense. Back to it, there's lots there's lots of dross in the mix, that stuff that exists, you know, that we actually get, <sniffs> that comes into our experience. There's lots of dross in there, stuff that's not useful, that isn't relevant to us. And we call that dominant culture or op- or oppression maybe. But we probably meet, each mean something different by the dominant culture. Like wacky um, conservative people would say that that the media is dominated by liberals and uh, progressive people might say that, that our experience is, is dictated or or uh, manipulated by corporations, right? Everybody sees the, the, the dominant paradigm as something that is different. And that's because... Each of us have our own unique journey to take, and some things that are out there get in the way, and we chafe against them. All right, jipping down here, snip. So what's way more effective than modeling others' success is cultivating our own intuition, being able to listen and hear what we are. The information that comes seemingly from nowhere, non-rational, unprovable, and, and maybe even irresponsible from an external perspective. Anyone who tunes into what they are is always optimal. Now for um, that's a period end of that little excerpt from from when was this March second? Uh, and the question of how how we actually, tune into our intuition. That's a whole nother conversation, but it is, it is possible folks. It's real. It's a real thing. Your intuition is a real thing and you can cultivate it. I know this because I am experienced. I hope I sound totally insane to anybody who's listening to this that that might be stumbling upon this for the first time. I, I kinda hope I feel, I hope I sound a little insane. Because there are going to be a bunch of people listening to this and watching this who are like, of course. That that actually resonates. I, I guess I don't hope that people think I'm insane. I mean, you know, I don't hope anybody thinks I don't hope I don't hope I don't wish contrast on anyone. I mean unless it's the contrast that they are really looking forward to having. But there's something about this idea that 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 we, to borrow from Joseph Campbell, Greg reminded me of this yesterday, the kingdom of, the, of heaven is spread upon the earth and man does not see it. That's a Gnostic quote. I don't... I don't totally buy into everything the Gnostics were into, but they said some pretty interesting stuff for sure. We are already everything that we want. And and we've just forgotten. And we can remember, there's a way to remember. Um, So anyway, I've talked about it already. I'm happy to talk about it some more. If you want me to talk about that more you're gonna to have to comment on this episode. That's all there is to it. It's a little bit of blackmail, I guess. All right. Well, here's the last one. Last, last big, long thing to read here. And uh, yeah, I'm really having a lot of. Oh, I actually have one more thing after this, but it relates to this, so it's kind of the same thing. All right. So now we're gonna talk. Enough of this. Enough of this groovy philosophy stuff. Preachy, evangelizing, yada yada. I mean, okay, I know a lot of people that have had conversion experiences, a lot of people. I know two, two people early on in my life that went through major conversion experiences and, oh God, uh, seems like my brother goes through a conversion experience every week, every couple months, and he's got to tell everybody about this thing that he found. Whoa. So I, I kind of got some of that going on too. Um, uh, I'm just burning. I'm burning with this truth. I must share it with you. <laughs> well, I, I hope that I'm sharing my life with you in a way that's entertaining because, yeah, you know, that's that would be good, right? It's the point of doing a podcast. It's supposed to be kind of fun and intriguing. And who is this freaking guy who's just rambling on about himself all the time? <laughs> anyway, so let's, let's let's get into some movie stuff, more movie stuff. It's all the movie stuff, but this is like, okay, ready? This is really, this is movie stuff for sure. Story, movie stuff. The surreal and salient concepts from the 1st Earth Battalion Manual by Jim Channon circa 1979. This is real stuff, folks. The real, this is not something I'm making up. Uh, let's start that again. This is, this is basically true. This is not basically true. This is true, far as I know. I'm not making this up. I'm gonna make up some stuff based on this, but let's just let's just roll with the what we know to be have actually happened in in this space-time continuum that we all share. All right, anyway, the surreal and salient concepts from the first Earth Battalion manual by Jim Channon circa 1979 to inspire military mediatronics. Channon pulled from the New Age movement, and Ron Johnson. Uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, author of that book, um, opines that the 1st Earth Battalion influenced the the prosecution of the Iraq War in 2003, along with torture and psyops products of Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo. I'd include 9-11 and shock and awe. Uh, Okay, so there you go. A little bit of a little bit of what actually happened and a little bit of me kind of taking it a step further. Um, but thats I'm not actually writing fiction at this point. I'm just talking about what I believe. Not the right word exactly, but whatever, fine. So it's eerie. It's eerie to evaluate the 1st Earth Battalion. You can actually download the 1st Earth Battalion, and there's a link um, that you can grab off of this page. This is, by the way, I did this on February 16th, quite a, a long time ago. Two weeks, practically, even more. That's, that's, that's how long a long time is on, on uh, Y.Movie. Things like, that's like freaking down deep in the midden pile at this point because so much stuff has been piled on top of it. Um, okay, uh, ah, so let's start that again. Eerie to evaluate the 1st Earth Battalion from my own perspective as a blooming fullness. I, I kind like, of okay, feel like, I get pause there. I kind of feel like I've been around the block on the spiritual journey, and I, I kind of feel like I, I, you know, I've kind of seen some things and I sort of know a little bit about how the cosmos actually works, okay? Yeah, that's my own, um, what's that called, uh, not ego, uh, whatever. That's my own thing, okay? We'll call it there. Keep moving, Dan. All right, here we go. Um, one more time. Eerie to evaluate the 1st Earth Battalion from my own experience as a blooming fullness. I notice much misunderstanding. One might extrapolate from the skewed perspective, perspectives pre- presented in the First Earth Battalion manual um, to where the American military is now and where it will go. Also, assuming a cache, a cache, a cache of magics and weird science in the darkest programs. I'm going to back up just for a second. The First Earth Battalion manual. Fuse these two things: the New Age movement and the military. And this was sort of Jim Channon's contribution. It's post-Vietnam. The American military is a little bit at a loss. Jim Channon comes up with this manual. It's this crazy thing. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's kind of like the Moosewood Cookbook for warriors. Okay? It's it's um, and I, I don't I don't mean to say that just to disparage the Moosewood Cookbook, but it's kind of got that feel to it. It's it's Got pretty drawings in it. It's fun, and uh, and and okay. But, but, but again, this is like a, this is this is not uh, this is not making you know a vegan meatloaf. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, we can assume back to the. Yeah, we can assume that there's an updated version of this manual for the 21st century. Another daughter of God deep development document that can imagine that new document, especially now that the influence, with the influence of the clique, how has the modern, modern military integrated, adapted, and occluded the leading edge of consciousness? The clique are this, this adaptation of high spiritual presence but they're also a little, they got it a little bit wrong. And we can imagine, you know, if you think, if ah, this is, here's my opinion, I'm gonna say this now, if you think that the American military is just about guns and tanks and uh, uh, whatever, and supply lines and and jumping out of airplanes, there's this whole other thing going on in the military that's Freaking spooky, and it—we know that it happened in the '80s. We know that the military was into some wacky shit in the '80s, and supposedly those programs were stopped; uh, they were discontinued. But I—I I think not. I think that the—the the, there was some programs that were put out there and then they were publicly discontinued while the real programs kept going. You know, there's so much, who else is, you know, how many trillions of dollars did what's his name, you know, right before 9-11, what's his name, you know, the fucking Bush guy came on the television, like, yeah, we're missing like a lot of money it, somehow. How many, what, how much was it, 3 billion? Uh, no, yeah, see, trillion? Yeah, it was trillions of dollars that just had gone missing they couldn't find, and you know, right as right after that announcement, all the the place where all the records were kept <laughs> got hit by an airplane. Oops. Yeah, so now we're going to never know what happened to the, those trillions of dollars. Ooh, it's, it's those bad terrorists. Okay, whatever. Now I'm on a soapbox. I apologize. I do. Okay, anyway. Uh, I am fascinated um, I'm fascinated by this process the process thinking about how the military might have uh, might have absorbed the a, a big spiritual perspective and and perhaps an occult perspective I'm really I'm really fascinated by this process and even though the trail kind of ends the documented trail kind of ends you know um, John Ronson, you know, did his thing. It sort of stops around the early 2000s. Um, the trail ends there, as far as I know. I haven't actually gone down that rabbit hole any further. But I can imagine where the trail goes. I can, ima- I can use my, the power of my imagination. And it's really important if, if one is going to do something like this, go down sort of a dark corridor like that. It's really important to keep your sense of humor because we're all in this together. Okay. This whole crazy journey on earth is our shared experience, our shared creation. And so, yeah, whatever's going on in the military nowadays with weird science and spooky shit, don't be, don't be, don't be panicking. Okay, folks, that's not the point here. It's just fascinating. And, and also, you know, who are the who are the people that will that will uh, that will have the counter um, the counterbalancing effect? Huh? If there's you know, if there's some dark stuff going out there, if there's a black budget uh, in operation, if there's a shadow government, well, whatever, you know, okay, so what? Who Who's gonna be the counterbalancing? Uh, force that who's going to be the force of fun and transparency and adventure who is that going to be you you maybe could be uh so I am fascinated by this process seeing the mistakes and flawed premises in the first Earth Battalion, how Channon's document flowed out of the consumerification of self discovery, which is to say the deflection and obscuration of self discovery. The New Age movement, what was that? Perhaps perhaps going in a in a Interesting, worthwhile direction, but something about it was a little off, yeah. In hindsight, the New Age movement felt like psyops. So many aspects of American experience have been optimized for mediocrity. Our history, our health system, our health information, our science. You know, Scientific American, what a crock. Yeah, there's a lot of science in Scientific American, but once in a while they put an article out there that's just disinformation, full on. And unless you're paying attention, I don't read Scientific American, but I, it used to come to my, my father used to get it. And I would like check it out and be like, oh, look at this article. Anyway, National, National Geographic is kind of like that too. You can, tell, you can tell that National Geographic is problematic because they talk about the environment and they have like these giant, or this is what, it, again, I haven't seen National Geographic in a long time, but back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, when it also used to show up at my house, when I was a kid, uh, well, I wasn't a kid in the 90s, but you know what I'm saying, back in the 80s. I was, a, I was still a kid in the 80s, yeah, for sure. Um, National Geographic used to show up at my house and they talk about the environment and have issues all about the earth and saving the earth. And then there'd be all these ads for SUVs. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Oh, Oh, I'm on the soapbox again. Get off the soapbox, Dan Kelly, get down, get down from the soapbox. Jeez. This is kind of gets a little bit overwhelming. Just go on and on about these things. All right. So many aspects of American experience have been optimized for mediocrity, history, health, science. Why not curiosity about an exploration, exploration of what we essentially are? What are we? That most especially needs to be obscured because if people start figuring out who and what they are, you can't have all the crazy, nasty, fucked up shit that's going on. Or, well, you can have it. You can have it. It'll be there. For sure, there's always going to be some something like that going on. Uh, but if people know who they are, if it's easier for people to figure out who they are, well, then uh, it's just going to be a very different place to live. It's going to be a very different human experience for all of us it's going to be a a uh, yeah just generally a more i don't know balanced i don't know what it would be it it seems to me that it would be desirable it, it seems to me desirable that it would be a little bit easier for people to figure out what they actually are but you know i could be wrong I could be wrong. That could be part of the whole design of duality so that, you know, it's, it's a little tough to figure out who you are. It's a little, it's a little tough to remember because as soon as you remember, well, game over, dude, you can't really be on earth and, and do the things that, that, you know, earth is designed to do, which is create strong desire, contrast followed by strong desire. That's kind of what the earth is designed to do. So, so maybe it all just part of the way it works. However, again, that doesn't mean we just throw in the towel or masturbate 24-7, watch Netflix. Again, I'm going to snag a little piece from Joseph Campbell, a little quote, you know, the Irish guy who comes, you know, he's comes into a bar, let's say, or maybe he's just walking down the street and there's a giant brawl going on, right? And he says, ah, hey, is this a private fight or can anyone get in? And, and that's it. It's like, well... There's a good fight going on. Let's just jump in there. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? We're at the end of our podcast. So let's just wrap this up. Here we go. It's for the big wrap. That's the Daughter of God cast episode 132, Veronique. Veronique. And that's the sort of amazing shit that's happening right here every day, every minute even in this movie studio of the mind this podcast this planet where you all perform your life in this simulation of limitation we lovingly know as duality did you actually see ever see the commercial with the (laughs) of course of course but it only takes him three licks because he cheats and bites it well what would you what would you do i would just literally lick it and lick it very deliberate deliberate licks and counting them i didn't like put it in my mouth and suck on it or anything I literally licked every single like do you know what I mean it's a good thing I'm just like a a friend of yours because this is almost this could almost be kind of thrilling the way you're saying licks and stuff (laughs)